What's up? I'm Joey, and this is the Owning It Podcast. After years of wearing a suit and tie, Joey C, Joey C, he said I've had enough of the litigating lie. Joey C, Joey C, and so he struck out on his own. He's a lawyer and a speaker and a business coach. This is Owning It with Joey C, trademarks, copyrights, business. Hey everybody, guess what? We freaking did it. <laughs> Indie Law just over the weekend confirmed that we have accepted our 400th client for trademarks, which is just an absolutely crazy, huge number that I didn't think we would get close to hitting years ago for like the life of the law firm, let alone getting that within five years. So I am so excited for my team, so excited for my clients and the future of Indie Law. Thanks to all of you who are tuning in live, replay, listening to the podcast for all of your support. I know that so many of our clients come from referrals, from past clients, from super fans like you. So really, thank you for your support. And I was thinking, because we've had this really recent surge in referrals because we wanted to celebrate our 400th trademark. We will be announcing a winner around that 400th trademark soon. But I've, I've been keeping close attention to the conversations we've been having, especially with people who are booking calls with my firm and things, because someone said, you got to talk to Joey, you got to talk to the Indie Law team. And there is this pattern that I've noticed for a while, but particularly over the past couple of weeks where people would reach out and say, hey, I'm reaching out because my friend said you guys are awesome and we need to connect, but help me connect the dots here. Like, why do I really need a trademark? And isn't this something I can do myself? It was this interesting, very respectful balance of someone that I trust sent me your way, but I'm still not exactly sure why I need like a professional's help on this because I got an LLC on my own. Maybe I got these contracts templates are on my own. And I'm, I'm happy to talk about how a law firm can help me with this, but I don't really understand why that's the case. So I want to dive into that more today with a specific example that has helped our clients, people who are on the fence, understand why this can be so helpful. And so I'm going to dive into that example in a bit. But before I do that, I wanted to do a quick little housekeeping note. If you are watching this on replay or on the podcast, for all of my podcast fans there, just be patient with us. We're letting you know now there might be a little bit of a delay in our next podcast episode after this. We are transitioning some things from solo episodes of me talking just like this video here to more interview style conversations. I'm really, really excited to be making some shifts soon <clears throat> so that you're going to be hearing a lot more of me talking with people instead of just me talking by myself about legal stuff. This is going to be a really, really great new set of interviews, of conversations with business experts, marketing experts, sales experts, people that can really help you in your business grow to the, the vision of your dreams. 
So I'm really excited for those to be coming soon. But until those start, there might be a delay, might be a little bit of a pause in our podcast episodes and maybe some of these Facebook Live videos. So I wanted to let you know that. But back to this story that I have for you, this response that we tend to give people when they come to us saying, hey, my best friend who has led me to so many people who have helped me in my business told me that I need to talk to you guys about trademarks. And I'm happy to have that conversation, but tell me more about why I need to work with a law firm here. The reality is that most trademark applications fail. That's right. Most trademark applications do not get accepted. And that surprises most of the business owners that I talk to because in business here in 2021 or whenever you're watching this, well, we're used to things not getting rejected like that, right? You get a domain name, you have the website, you file for an LLC, you have the LLC. It seems like trademarks should work in a similar way, but that's not how it works. Again, most applications, over 50% of trademark applications run into some kind of stumbling block. And that's not something that business owners are used to seeing happen when it comes to legal stuff. So let's talk about why that is. Because there's one major reason why trademark applications fail. And you'll see this reason all the time in things like, I'll just say the name, LegalZoom applications. And hey, look, I'm all for using technology and things that can help you. I actually recommend LegalZoom to some of my clients, maybe if they're in a very beginner stage on some other things with their business, but not with trademarks. And here's why. There is uh, most, and, and my, my trademark lawyer friends can back me up on this, most of the crazy applications that we see when we do research, ones that get denied a lot, are filed because of LegalZoom. And LegalZoom and other services like that, they don't really do a strong comprehensive search of your trademark and, and reviewing it so that it is going to be accepted. And, and, and they, they don't really think about this trap that most business owners fall into if you try and do this trademark stuff on your own. And that trap is what I call the likelihood of confusion trap. Joey, what in the heck does that mean? Here's an example. So these days, I don't know about you, but almost all of my groceries are delivered. And one of the big subscription food boxes is Blue Apron. Let me know if you're watching this live or on the replay if you've heard of Blue Apron in the chat. Probably have. It's a big brand. So they have a registered trademark for the phrase Blue Apron, right? That's their brand name. It makes sense for them to own that. Recently, there was another application filed by a different company called Green Apron. That was the name of the trademark that they were trying to get. And the application was refused. And if you dig into why this happened, you'll see that the trademark office had a reasoning here. And they said, look, we know that obviously green is a different color than blue, but we're concerned that there might be customer confusion here. That if people see green apron Facebook ads, or they maybe see it in their own grocery store, which wouldn't make sense because this is online ordering or wherever, people might think that green apron is related to blue apron. Maybe it's their eco-friendly packaging or it's their veggies only box or something like that, right? You can see as a consumer that if you saw or heard about Green Apron, you might be like, oh yeah, that's related to Blue Apron, right? I say that because that is a really, really powerful example when it comes to trademarks. Because so many times 
business owners get stuck in what I call domain name thinking, meaning that we think, oh, as if the domain name is not available, let's add an S at the end or a the at the beginning or misspell it somewhere or add a hyphen and then it's different. That might work to get you a domain name, but it's not different enough for you to have trademark rights. And so really what happened was the trademark office said, hey, company who's trying to get Green Apron, be careful here because you might actually be infringing on Blue Apron. So not only did they reject the application, but there was this sense there that, oh man, they, they need to tread carefully here because they want to avoid a lawsuit or a cease and desist letter from Blue Apron. I hope that makes sense. Because again, the test for trademark infringement is not, can you tell these two brands apart? It's, can a customer see one brand and think that they might be working with the other brand or, or buying from the other brand or that there's some relationship? And I love this example too, because the owner of the Green Apron application was Starbucks. So we can already get a sense, right, as consumers of how that isn't really a fair thing that we want to have happen for a company like Starbucks to maybe stand on the shoulders of Blue Apron and try and get sales because of the popularity of the brand for them to think that there's some type of a connection there. I say all of that because the reality is there are only a finite number of businesses that are out there, of brands that are out there. And as hard as it can sometimes feel to find a domain name that's available for a word or phrase or slogan that you like as a business owner, it is way harder to find a trademark that's available. And it's not just about, oh, my trademark application might get denied for this reason. It's really, oh, I might be an accidental infringer from day one with my brand because I picked a trademark or a brand that is too similar to something else that's registered as a trademark. So you have to be careful about this stuff. And so when you work with a trademark attorney, we help make sure that the name that you've picked isn't doomed for failure, right? We want to make sure that your trademark application doesn't get denied for this major reason of being too similar to another trademark. That's pretty tough to do. And I have some resources that can help people do it on their own. I have a program that can walk you through that process. But ideally, you'll just work with an attorney so they can take that heavy lifting off of your plate. And, and that's been a really, really nice thing for businesses to know who are thinking about work, working with us because it really makes sense. Okay, that's why this budget makes sense because we don't want to throw money at the government, which is the, the trademark office, right? And just know that we are not going to be successful and then not get that money back and have to wait six or 12 or however many months just to get that final verdict that no, it's not going to be good enough. So I wanted to, to really, really hammer that home today because if every entrepreneur knew this about trademarks, we would avoid so many legal brand related issues. If business owners realized that when it comes to picking a name, it's not just about adding an S at the end or the at the beginning or whatever, just to make yours technically different and a variation than what else, what else is already out there. That's not the case. You have to be uniquely distinctive here. And there are different ways to make that happen if you feel like you're too close to somebody else. So I wanted to offer that to you. If you're watching this or hearing this and you're like, you know what? I need to make sure that my brand's not accidentally infringing on somebody else. 
let me know. I'll drop a link in the chat below where you can talk to my team. We can get a good sense of if we'd be a good fit to help you or if, you, if we have another recommendation. But again, don't keep your head in the sand around this issue. I would hate for you to receive a cease and desist letter. And unfortunately, we see that all of the time. And again, thank you to all of our past clients, referral partners, and everybody else who's helped sending us really great brands to work with so that now we can say that we've worked with over 400 clients on their trademarks. That's just, it's, uh, it's so amazing. And we hope to hit 500 by the end of the year. Not because we're awesome, which I, again, my team is, is really great, but it's really about the message of how big is the impact of our clients collectively. I mean, it's really, really cool that our brand gets to work with so many amazing brands that are taking themselves seriously that say, yes, I'm going to build a brand that is worth protecting. When, when you look at businesses that are filing for trademarks versus not, you get a pretty good indicator of which businesses are treating their businesses seriously and which aren't. And if you're ready to take your business seriously on the legal side, Indie Law would love to help. All right, that's it for this week, you guys. Talk to you soon. Bye. All right, has this episode motivated you to take some action on the legal side? Well, good. Here's a great next step for you. I've put together a free legal training that people have legit been raving about. I just got a DM telling me that this was the best legal presentation they've ever seen. Yes, you heard that right. Best legal presentation ever. Okay, maybe that's a pretty low bar, but hey, I'll take it. And another person told me that they've never really had a lawyer who they trusted to recommend to their business friends. But after watching this training, now they know that I'm their go-to guy. So if you're ready to stop being overwhelmed by all the legal stuff, you are going to freaking love this training. Check it out at joeyc.vitali.com slash trademark, or just click on the link in the show notes. This is owning it. Thanks for listening to Owning It with me, Joey C. Vitale. If you like the show and want to know more, check out joeycvitale.com. And I'm all about spreading those golden legal nuggets. So leave a review and let me know which golden nuggets you picked up from this episode. All right, see you next time. If you want to own-